guaranteed money. Ryan Doyle and millennial entrepreneur Anthony Verrill here live in Las Vegas, Nevada. But who's the what? What? What do you think? Wait a minute. Why? Who are you? Yeah. The hell are you doing here? (laughs) He is the D in TDR, Chad Dales, the CEO, the founder of the Dales Report. Good to see you, man. Good to see you guys. You having fun here? It's great. It's great to actually do a podcast in person for once, not doing it it in uh, in our respective offices on uh, online. Well, let's talk this about that a, first, because we've never been in the same room together. Correct. I and, know. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's a very weird fucking experience doing a podcast with somebody we've never met. Correct. That's and, going to change. Well, try taking companies public where you've never even met the people. That is, mm-hmm. it's, sure. yeah, this whole COVID thing is completely just throwing a wrench and everything. But yeah, this was I know doing the podcast for God knows how long mm-hmm. and never actually meeting each other was... Uh, Pretty interesting. Now, the good news is we've had breakfast together this morning. Yep. We had a good bite to eat. We had a little bit of a late night last night. But we've also learned a lot, which I like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have, would you say when we talk about what we've learned in the last little while that it's been a sort of eye-opening trip for you? We went to Bally's. Mm-hmm. was fine. We went to Caesars. was great. Then we went to Circa. Yeah. I, I, if no one's ever been there, like Derek Stevens and the job that he's done, like I – it was unbelievable. Like that was a concert. You know, there was, I don't know what, four or 500 people that were there and the studio set they had like for for anyone that's never been. And I'm trying to like, you know, if the, you know, passionate sports fan, that is a bucket list thing to do. Like, especially March madness. We walked in, it was electric. I'm going back there after this podcast. Here's what I here's yeah. what I would say, and I think this has become abundantly clear as we've gone through sort of the strip, which is now catering to families, to people who like the artisan experience, to people who like the the very manicured experience, the, the places where they can bring their kids. Yeah. That's not the place for sports gamblers anymore. No. Mm-mm. Circa is the place. And I'm not, I don't get paid by Circa. Yeah, yeah. Derek Steele, I mean, he's not in my pocket or anything. But look at that. It's like going to a movie theater that's playing every single basketball game or every single sporting event yeah. you're yeah. interested in. It's an immersive interactive experience. I mean, it kind of changed my whole, I guess, perspective on sports betting because, like, you're actually there, you're in it, and it's like a 360 experience versus the other casinos where you go in. It's like just some ancillary shit that's in the corner. Um, that happens to have a couple of tables around and some screens. I mean, that was really, I would go there and actually bet like the other sports books. I probably never even thought to, uh, engage with. Well, cause the other sports books, and here's a little bit behind the scenes, they're charging right now. Oh, they're yeah, charging. Crazy. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. think about that for a second. Real they're, estate. They're charging you to come in and bet. Yeah. Like that's, that's almost double dipping on your customer. And I yeah. think that's almost insulting to the person that's trying to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would piss me off. I mean, it would definitely piss me off if I was a patron or if I was someone that was there. I was a sticky customer or someone that wanted to be there and actually bet. Like, if I got to pay fucking four hundred dollars out of my pocket to go sit down and then and bet, then lay out more money. Yeah, so you're almost, you're down four hundred when you walk in the door. Um, I mean, especially when you're using your own bankroll, and I mean, you're going there with the thesis of making money sports wagering. Like a four hundred dollar admittance fee is ridiculous. It also doesn't, to me, I don't know about you, but it doesn't speak to the mobility, like the idea of mobility for gamblers. Like I don't necessarily no. want to sit there the whole day, yeah, and no. you know, spend four hundred dollars to do so. I want to kind of get a little bit of the town, yeah, you know, swim in the pool maybe for a and little bit. Not to toot their horn, but the only one that I would actually do that. At would be circa right <laughs> i mean they had and then they've service. got a sports book out yeah, of the pool yeah. anyway yeah, yeah. unbelievable one thing i found when i was in there though i almost find that with this whole betting landscape um becoming legalized in a lot of states it's like you know there's still a big need for for gamblers with the slot machines but when i walked in yeah a lot of those slot machines were vacant there's not a lot of people there it's like the actual gambler is pivoting but 
Isn't there a stat that shows like Vegas and the revenue that they make, like 80% of it is now based on DJs and pools versus oh, yeah, actual yeah. gambling? Yeah, it's bottle service. It's 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 entertainment. It's the pool parties. It's, it's that. Yeah. I mean, those nightclubs generate millions and millions of dollars a night sometimes. But I wonder if the exposure that you're seeing now across the country to gambling, to sports gambling in particular, yeah. is going to swing the pendulum back the other way. Not that people aren't going to want those experiences. Well, I think they're going to fuse the two. D- I mean, exactly. there's, a, there's a club in New York called Bounce. Yeah, it's a sports bar that doesn't have interactive sports wagering right. inside it yet. You could bet your ass that bounce is probably going to take it to another level where they're having Saturday and Sunday brunch followed by bottle service. And there's a sports book where you could just start interactive wagering um, the entire time you're there. And That's, I, those two. Those two are going to collide. And if mm-hmm. I'm a guy like Derek Stevens, do I take my product now that's successful in Vegas and perhaps look to monetize it in other places? Yeah, you could see that happening. That place right? would be a gold mine in Miami. Or in New York, or in, or New in York, Boston, LA, like Toronto. Yeah. You pick yeah, yeah. your spots. Well, his like this sort of sports arena that he built. He actually um, got the vision from some of the columns that uh, some of the guys from Visa were telling us from Tiger Stadium. So think of some of the themes that you could create yeah. across the country, like New York, Florida, oh, yeah. all these different things. You Imagine were saying, the Rose Bowl. You're even yeah. saying like yeah. Atlanta as well because you yeah. went to Florida State. A lot yeah. of the trips that you took up there. Oh yeah, Turner Field and those those the the, the new Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta is ridiculous. It's yeah. it looks like SoFi. Yeah, I mean it's it's an A1 stadium. That felt like when I walked in, it was like COVID's over. <laughs> At least I wanted to. I mean, I'm from Florida, so COVID's <laughs> been over for the past like eighteen. COVID months, never existed in honest. Florida, by yeah. the way. It was yeah. just it was just a rumor at the I local public. It's, it's Freedom Town down there. Yeah, it was like just. I know we've been through this and people have been struggling, but at the same time, it's like we got to go on and live with our lives. And oh, yeah. That's just, you know. Well, I mean, when we were here for MJ Biz, it was, we couldn't walk in anywhere without putting a mask on. I know. You're right. Which has completely changed. Six months later, yeah. right? I do love the fact, and this is probably going to be my favorite part of being here, watching your faces when you walked into Circa and having that holy fuck. You guys look like kids yeah. who got the best toy It was for impressive. Christmas. I know. It, it was impressive. It had a good vibe to it. It had like an aura around it. And it felt like, like I said, immersive and interactive versus the stale sports books in the corner. That's where you can go grab know, a drink. I know. Blah, blah, blah. That was an actual purpose but, built. But uh, look at the story platform. that we learned when we were there. Oh, yeah. Like Derek Stevens, successful entrepreneur, approaches the VEASAN crew. Brent Musburger, who is like a Hall of Fame broadcaster, you know, his uh, son was basically saying, uh, less travel, something more like, you know, uh, consistent. Yep. And here comes Derek Stevens. And I have no idea how much money he paid for this place, but said, how can I help out? And just the way the design of their studio with the background where it's stadiums, like all the fans that are there, it was just, I've never seen anything like it. Let's, let's talk a little bit about our Brent Musburger moment, because (laughs) first of all, I've been in broadcasting for 25 years and we're four minutes away from starting the show. And I'm like, okay, I'm in my zone. I'm where I need to be. I don't write any questions down. You know, I'm ready. I've yeah. got this all planned out in my head. And then the fucking door opens and it's Brent Musburger in a Raiders hat and sunglasses. And he looks at you and he says, who are you? And I'm like, oh shit. And I forgot every single question yeah. I was going to ask at that I point. looked over and I just, he might as well have had an aura around him. It was just like, he was you just knew. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know who he was at first, but I was like, all right, like something is up with this guy. I mean, he Aviator looked like your jet. Black. He looked like Al Davis. Like, Didn't he? He literally looked like Al Davis. I was Al waiting Davis for the walking. Just Win Baby. Yeah. I was like, oh, pep talk. This is yeah. great. Yeah. When he walked in the room, it was like aviator sunglasses that were jet black with the Raiders uh, black, hat on. Black jacket, black shirt, black glasses, yeah. black yeah. hat. It's I, either, it's either yeah. Al Davis or Johnny Cash. Yeah. Yeah. Into One the of the two. At this point. And yeah. he might be the best of both. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that was just – it, it felt for me – 
like icing the kicker. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was like, wait a minute, is he just coming in to fuck with me? Because yeah. that's kind of how I was like, yeah. this is the most legendary broadcaster of our time yeah. in this in this space. I'm thinking about him and Jimmy the Greek. Like my dad used to watch Musburger. Yeah. CBS was just like an iconic, you know, sports gambling kind of show, even though it wasn't back in the day. And he was a big part of that. Like he was the man. Yeah. The part that I actually found amusing too, and you kind of talked about this, is that his name and his career yeah. and the opportunities that it's going to present with the whole NFT space, because his oh, yeah. son was talking about it. Um, it's crazy how many different ideas that you hear every single day as to like what makes sense. Yeah, because I mean, with NFTs, with crypto, I mean, it's a function of can you get access to the IP? And if yeah. you can, then it's a business decision of how do you want to build the ecosystem around it? The IP yeah. is the hard part. He's got IP. He's right. got IP. He's got decades of it. Um, he's got legendary IP. So, I mean, taking someone like that and then creating like top shot moments of him in the booth or like I know. something so around his persona, for those like, people, that's easy. For those people who don't know, when you say somebody's got IP, what does that mean? Intellectual property. Okay. So yeah. branding. Uh, I want to dumb it down for people yeah. as much as I can. So like branding, uh, entertainment. Like, notoriety. I, yeah, notoriety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he owns his likeness, his name, and he can leverage that to create value moving forward. That's the hard part. Um, yeah. in crypto and NFTs right now because all of the IP, when you look at Bored Apes, CryptoPunks, right. this is IP that's been just poofed out of thin air. Um, Top Shot's using the NBA's IP via licensing agreement. Right. Um, a lot of these guys now, you can't get access to that IP because they're just building it themselves. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a high mode around that, but he's got it if he wants to leverage it. Yeah. The, the other big thing I want to kind of touch on is in-game wagering. It has come up a lot on yeah. this trip. Mm-hmm. Um especially you because you've mentioned it a few times you've said to me okay and mainly because you've been late to the party most of the time <laughs> for those who don't know this he's a bit of a diva you yeah. were in your room for it's an diva, extra hour diva, today diva dales diva dales the diva extra dales. D. it's gonna be td oh my god man um but you were curious about sounds it. like i gotta pay you guys more right <laughs> <laughs> but you were curious about it and i think with good reason and anthony you and i were talking about it there are places where you can now sit you've got to put your money in up front and you yeah. can hit that in game as much yeah. as you want. Not every casino or book offers it, but I'll guarantee you the next time we're doing something like this in Vegas, yeah. it'll be everywhere. And it'll certainly be in a place like How certain. fast do you think that happens? I think within the next year. Yeah, it's got to be interactive. It's got to well, be at your think, fingertips. Why, why, why haven't they done it already? I think it's hard to manage, to be honest. Like, That'd be a nightmare. Because you'd have to have COVID, people touching all the services. True. true. It's well, probably. You also have to have people to put the money into the account right away. Like, you. Yeah. I don't know how, you, unless you gave people tablets with their credit card or something like that. You got to move fast too, because how long is the average commercial break? Three minutes? Well, it's during. I, I mean, I hate to, basketball is yeah. what, 60 seconds? Well, you can, like, within game, like, I've, we were just doing it before we recorded this. Yeah. Like, you could hit it as the guys at the free throw line. It yeah. doesn't have to be a well, I mean, the crazy thing is, if you really think about it, casinos could use a crypto wallet that just interfaces with their you app. say that too. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. You're not going to interface, uh, Caesars isn't going to go to Bank of America and then create an API to let, to sync your bank account. If you've got a crypto wallet and yeah. you've got a Web3 enabled gambling app, your wallet is connected right then and there. So, I mean, there's no friction with transferring the money and then obviously going along your way with the wager. So that that's where you see the growth and expansion of this whole landscape related to- Well, I'm just to- saying it make it easier. I yeah. mean, because for me- but Those like, conversations are obviously happening now, which is why I think crypto- yeah. Are they though? Not to my knowledge. No. Yeah. It's actually a pretty good idea. So don't steal it. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, just pencil that, that, that down. That, that, that's listening to the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Circa, if you want to come and uh, talk Let's about talk it. Talk to this man. Can, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it's it's just frictionless. It's what crypto is doing. Yeah. It's reducing the friction between P2P transactions. And me personally, I'm not going to give the casino 5K preloaded 
and then just start gambling. It's just a like, bad idea. No, I'd rather have a seamless interaction between them. And I say, all right, well, I want to put a thousand here, thousand there. But bringing cash with me or using my debit card and going up to a window. No, I'd want it all on my oh, phone. Oh, God, I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. So we went we were at MGM today, was it? Oh, no, it was, uh, no, it was uh, Bellagio. Bellagio. Yeah. And we walk in. And there's this lineup because March Madness is insane. Like yeah. there are so many people in this city right now. There's a lineup to put on bets. There was nobody standing. There's a kiosk. Yeah. And I just said, I said to you, I was like, can I bet here? Yeah. It looked confusing. It looked almost like the thing was out of order because mm-hmm. there was nobody standing by it. It took me two seconds. So it was if, crazy. It was like boom, boom, parlay, yeah, yeah. done. If you yeah. think about it, that's still the audience we're talking about. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that world is something they're just not ready for at this point in time. If they're willing to line up yeah. and put bets on and not use a machine, are they ready for that type of action? Mm-hmm. No, but the good thing is, is someone like a Circa or someone like a VEASAN has those listeners tuning in. And they can sit there and just drill into their head and drill into the head and then get that behavior to change. They've got to just incentivize them, and that value, then that that behavior will change. But it was, I was, blo- my mind was blown why everybody wasn't using that kiosk. Last like thing like I want- empty. It was yeah. empty. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it was standing there, very brightly lit up, big big ass screen. Yeah. And I'm sitting there ready to. Roll. I'll guarantee you, my hands were probably the last ones to touch it, and were hours after I put yeah, yeah. that bet on. Yeah. Yeah. Now it was a losing bet. Yeah. Now you've been doing well. Do you want to talk about how you want to floss a little bit and talk about how well you've been doing today? Two and zero on the day. Hopefully, I go three and zero going into tonight. I mean, Michigan. What are you you up? Michigan was good. What are you you up? up? (laughs) Michigan was good. Uh, UNC is winning right now. Um, We'll see. I'm uh, doing all right. I got a bad beat today. It didn't taste good. That was. I took the under. Kelly and Vegas was on yesterday. Yeah. Don't. Pick I don't. What's the Iowa final? Oh, they're done. Oh, they're done. Yeah, they're, they're done. They're done. They lost. I said, yeah. don't pick Iowa in March. You did very definitively I'm with like, nothing to back it up. By the just way, just blanket flat statement. out blanket yeah, yeah. statement, which I love. Purdue. I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm like, what do you got against Midwest teams? Seems They've like never you hate done farmers. well. Why do you hate farmers? They've yeah. never done outside of like Michigan State, Michigan, Indiana. Wisconsin, Indiana, or a dynasty. Gradians, Bobby yeah. Knight, Bobby. It's been a long time, boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. They've got a kid, though, that's playing out of his mind right now. Indiana? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. How far did they go when Oladipo played with them? Do you remember? They don't. They didn't go. No, Crean always under. They were the top ranked team in the nation. For a little bit. Yeah, that was like uh, Keller. Zeller? Or Zeller, excuse me. They had a great team. I mean, they get get talent. It's like like the University of Miami. The University of Miami still gets great football talent. Don't you automatically have to do that every time? Isn't um, that like in your contract? Yeah, I do like seeing myself on the screen usually <laughs> when we're in the studio when I do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're literally the University of Miami of college basketball. Uh, like, they were a powerhouse. They've got more hardware than they know what to do with in the rafters. They just suck now. Also, Kansas is a Midwest team. I know they're... I mean, they're a power. They're a powerhouse. Can't, can't hate on Kansas. They're still my selection. Still alive in the tournament, although yeah. it's day one. Kentucky's, like said, pretty, Kentucky's pretty close there, too. Yeah. yeah, it's like the teams that are just even if they're having a bad regular season, they seem to always be there. The Carolinas, Kansas, obviously yeah, they have do. The talent. They've yeah. got the guys that have been the bright but even lights. Like, entire, you know, if they have Ireland. a bad blue chip recruiting, yeah, coaches who speak the language with mom and dad, elite athletes step it up. Okay, here's something I want to ask you guys. Um, Is he allowed to do this? Yeah, I want. I do want to ask this: greatest college basketball game you've ever witnessed? Oh man, that's a tough one. I, I'm you gonna know, I'm gonna make it painful for I've you. I've watched enough college basketball to even have an opinion there. Really? No, I couldn't tell you. I do Kentucky. I'm gonna go back to the Michigan game when Weber called the timeout. I hate to do that to you, Oof. but that <laughs> you asked the question. You it, want me to get more cliche? Christian Leitner shot. That's the game. Yeah, at the Spectrum. 
104-103. This is his thing, eh? He's yeah. got this weird Rain Man-like ability oh, to yeah. quote out final scores from college 2. basketball. 2.1 seconds in Grant Hill. <laughs> Throws a 65-yard <laughs> touchdown pass. Yeah. Then I see Thomas Hill. <sighs> yeah, I couldn't. I, to be honest, I don't think I've watched enough college basketball. Like, watched enough college basketball to actually have enough. You understand the appeal of it, though. I, I, I enjoy it, but I don't watch a minute of it until the tournament. Like, I really? Okay. No. Not a That's why he's two and zero, everybody. I think the the yeah, big, I'm too yeah, yeah. I'm too emotionally invested in yeah, all yeah. of it. Quite yeah. clearly, there's a lot of people though here in town that are interested in this whole oh, NFT yeah. space huh. related to how this is really going to amplify this industry. Yeah, and what I a mean, cool industry, right? Yeah, I mean, you've got Caesars going into it. You've got Harris going into it. You've got I'm sure MGM and the Win are looking into it. I mean, but they can they can basically take their consumer loyalty platform and yeah. amplify it and take it to another level and then just give themselves digital freedom across it. So they're probably going to integrate this shit into everything. That's uh, the future. Forward. MGM should just, just, you know, concentrate on upping their fucking hotel game. Cause that, <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to say it. And I know they're lovely people, but that place is a shithole. Yeah. They need new towers. <laughs> I'm just putting <laughs> they, that they out there. New... Say goodbye to that title sponsorship. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, the rooms yeah. are bad. The, the sports book is like a cafeteria yeah. with a couple yeah. TVs up on the wall. You can't smoke. Like everything was going wrong. Yeah. That yeah. Place. I'm like a diva. So, I mean, the towels suck. The shower heads suck. He's down bed, to the shower heads. Bed it's... was kind of uncomfortable. I was just like nitpicking, but I mean, eh. It gets a, it's it gets a job done. But it goes back to watching, even the watching experience. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 25, yeah. 30 minutes to get a drink is yeah. it's not enjoyable. We even had a great steak last night. And you're offering it to a homeless man, and he didn't even want it. That is a true story. <laughs> and then he had the – so he was either homeless or just a guy who just was dressing like, down. And I'm like, Do you, would you like this steak, sir? And he's like, no. And I'm like, well, you have a dog. Would your dog like the steak? He's like, no. So dog was smiling. All right, dude. It's an $80 yeah. steak, and it's got mac and cheese in there, too. You didn't know that, but now – it's going to go in the out. trash. That's a, yeah. Never wear a sports blazer to Fremont Street. You got chirped. You got chirped hard. Won't do that again. <laughs> I wish I was there to see that. <laughs> he was terrified. You were terrified. You were a little scared. There was you thought you were going to get shanked. straight. I'm like, oh God, I do look like, well, you know, we we're meeting with some people at Oscars. Great steakhouse, by the way. Walk in afterwards. And I'm like, this is not a place to be. Did the guy actually get in your face? No, he just looked oh, over. Okay. Thought I was a narc. I was gonna, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The well, guy was guys doing nothing wrong. Blazers arrest people this time of night. We should knock them fucking out. And I, would, I was like, I would have probably thrown a punch at that guy if I taxi. was Taxi. I don't know. Well, he was harmless. Me, college me would have definitely thrown a punch at that guy. That's fair. Yeah. We found out today when we were walking, uh, I think we were walking right by Bally's. One of you said, oh, Amazon is buying MGM. Yeah. yeah. And we all immediately checked our phones and thought, well, what, wait a minute. Is this because you and I have talked about this yeah, before yeah. about a big outside player getting into sports gambling. Yeah. Turns out it's Amazon buying the MGM Studios, which, you know, they've got a massive catalog and all that kind of yeah. thing. But what's next then? If yeah, MGM's looking that? to sell, what is that going to mean? I know. I mean, maybe what they're it? keeping it because it's their profit center um, and they just want to get rid of the content business. But, I mean, I think someone's going to buy up these companies. I mean, I'm praying to God it's not Facebook and they just fail with the whole meta pivot and then they just think they got to just go into something Who's, else. What companies are going to buy out who you're referring to? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft picks up one of these companies. I wouldn't be surprised if Amazon picks up one of these companies. I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Apple I was gonna say picks Apple, up one yeah. of these companies. If you've got a large user base and you can yeah. absorb all of the marketing costs, which is what kills these companies, it's game on. They'll be profitable mm. very are, easily. Are they still gun-shy, though, when it comes to oh, the, gam the gambling street rap? Like, yeah. you know, Apple's a pretty wholesome brand. Yeah. Although, you look at Disney, they're trying to expand their footprint into it, so maybe yeah. it's not as toxic. Uh, Disney makes sense. I mean, Disney apparently are in the talks to buy Dapper Labs, which is the yeah. uh, which is the Web three shop behind like NBA Top Shot. 
and a bunch of the sports-driven uh, NFT assets. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere in that strategy they're looking for a company like a FanDuel or a DraftKings or any of these other companies just to roll in there. I mean, it's, it's Disney. They, and they own ESPN. They can just vertically integrate everything and then forget about it. And like I said, the marketing cost then probably goes to zero. Right. Yeah. What's that do for the industry? You know, if you get brands like that involved and it buying, legitimizes like this, it. what does it change? Legitimize, it legitimizes it. I mean, but think about going to the wide, wide world of sports and there's a sports book there. Yeah. In Disney World. They still have that in Disney World? Yeah. <clears throat> the wide world of sports. They do. When was the last time you were at fucking Disney World? I refuse to go. I haven't been. Uh... <laughs> you can just confidently say it exists still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hey, not a bad time to watch the Braves play. I don't think I've been in 15 years. I just don't like lines. That's fair. I don't do. They any, have line like, passes now. You no, know. they don't. They took them away. Did they really? Yeah. Which they should implement via NFT because I'd fucking oh. pay a lot of money to buy someone's NFTs that I could then go use as my fast pass. They took fast passes out of the park. Mm-hmm. I won't. I, I won't. No. I'd, I'd pay a lot of money to bet on the It's a Small World ride. See whose boat could get faster <laughs> through. Yeah, I just don't like. I don't faster. like theme parks in general. It's just too know. much waiting. Till you have kids, Anthony. That's when everything changes. <laughs> He's not wrong about that, by yeah. the way. Well, then we'll just go to Star Wars Land, that new starship, whatever the hell it is, that you can go just basically be immersed in like living on a uh, battle cruiser the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll yeah. go there. You stay in there, and then. Get out of Dodge. That's fair. If they, don't like know it ex- if they don't know it exists, they don't, they're not going to If you don't it. tell them, correct, they will not know it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about next steps uh, on this trip because we've got a lot of great content, a lot mm-hmm. of great things. Well, let, you know what? Let me back that up for a second. How are you doing? Are you okay with this? Are you okay with I, what we're doing, what we got going on? I mean, you're I the boss. This is unbelievable. Like, let's face it. Like, we've talked, you know, the whole idea behind this is like, look, a lot of these companies spent a lot of money you know, in the last two years on mainstream media, mm-hmm. you know, what's the number one thing that people don't want to see in today's day age is a 30 second ad. Right. And I think a lot of these companies already had a lot of brand recognition as it was. Sure. But when it comes to overall balance sheet, they're bleeding cash right now. So yeah. I think we got to like reset, scale back. And it's just like, okay, what is the business side? What is the up upward potential and every single and this is the momentum that we're trying to build obviously here with you two is explain to me what this all means what's the behind the scenes and like you know doing what we did today obviously at circa um is a real good example of to like you know some of the numbers that are being produced there sure so i i think as you know the more and more we go down this road and become like better and better at what we do as far as content creation um it's going to give people a better understanding of like, why should I invest this stock and where is it going? You know, obviously we always want to predict the future and do the best that we can, but you got to be careful. Like you can bet on a game, but you can't really bet on stocks. Like that's- Can I just stop you there for one show. second? Yeah. Because we didn't do the disclaimer off the top. Oh yeah. So right. the, the opinions expressed by us or any of the yeah. guests on this yeah. podcast yeah. are purely that opinion. Yeah. It's not investment advice in any purely way, shape or form. Just informational. Not financial advice. Just you want By the way, I'm pretty sure ass. Fanatics would buy one of the betting companies. Well, yeah. that makes 100%. the most sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Mike Rubin's smart enough, which I'm actually surprised because listen to a podcast about why he got into trading cards. Mm-hmm. And he said that it was a higher level business decision and it was between two verticals and it was video games and trading cards. Yeah. And I'm almost a, a no brainer. The third to be wouldn't have been sports, sports wagering. wagering. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. And I he's think, got the fan base. Unless he's being purposely coy and not mentioning it. Yeah, probably. 
I wouldn't I think, be surprised if he's got one in his pocket. Yeah. Three things. What's going on here? What does this mean? And why should I care? But I think a lot of the times when we were like here over the last couple of days, what's going on here? March Madness. You know, what does this mean? Like you guys just explained the amount of people and attraction that's going on sure. with betting right now. Like yeah. that's not going away. No. Nope. That's only going to be amplified. And why should I care? It's, you know, I, I as more and more states, as you know, legalize this. Oh, yeah. These are like the industries that we cover that are pretty much whether it's cannabis, the plant's been around a long time, psychedelics been around a long time, gambling's been around a long time. However, it's like these are industries that are in its infancies as far as a publicly traded uh, aspect is concerned with mm -hmm. huge growth opportunities. But, you know, to answer your question in short now, because I'm taking forever. Um, it's a little long, but we'll yeah. allow it. I put the disclaimer in. Disclaimer so. would have been shorter than I, the answer. I, yeah. I'm very, very, like, I've never been to March Madness in Vegas. Yeah. Wow. Like, wow. It's bigger than the Super Bowl. Because it's obviously more than one game, but holy, like, this is an unbelievable atmosphere. And one of the other parts that I love about this is our worlds are all colliding, right? Oh, There's yeah. NFT events that we're going to be at in the next couple yeah. of days. Yeah. Like, think, that wouldn't have been a thing five years ago. No. No. You wouldn't be talking about, let's go to Vegas to talk about sports wagering, which wasn't a thing en masse. Yeah. yeah. And NFTs certainly, obviously, they were there, but not to the extent that they are now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean... The last thing I want to see is NFTs penetrate something else. It's like you go to Art Basel now, it's all NFTs. You go to music right. festivals, it's all NFTs. South by Southwest last week, the entire interactive portion was all, all NFTs. NFTs. Yeah. So, I mean, it's good that we'll hit up this ancillary event. Um, but, yeah, I can't wait till next year when it's probably four other giant NFT companies that are now in the sports wagering business um, coming in here. And, and that's, shop. that is the opportunity. Oh, yeah. I, I think everybody, What what's the success rate? for a bookie 50 percent, 48 52 oh bookies more than that is it yeah like if you're a great gambler you're like a great peak 100 you're probably in the 55 56 range yeah and that's how does it like, that's that's rare yeah rare. we've got you're burger not, we've got burger right now cooking at like 80 percent. yeah and he's gonna plummet i'm I, talking to you I, burger the, 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 talking the, to you he's got to revert to the mean but the man is Woo, on witty. fire talk about in-game betting he literally goes he bets on luka Doncic pre-game I think it was two and a half threes. Mm -hmm. Then he in-game bets him three, four, five the entire game and just walks it right And up. Luca's just draining them. Yeah, I think he netted six grand on the game. Luca was just on fire. Yeah. yeah. Luca's going to go cold, and then that's when Burger goes cold. It's uh, all going to... Uh, yeah, I mean, not he, that he's, now, he's now jumped on the De'Aaron Fox train. Um, he's all over the place right now, but I mean, yeah, it's... He's got to revert to the mean at I some point. I think it's the dog. If you haven't seen Burger bets, there's that dog. Yeah. I think the dog... He's got two of them. Maybe one of them's whispering in his ear. Yeah, it's, I think yeah. that's where it comes from. Has but to. there's going to be strategic decisions that these companies are going to oh, have yeah. to make in the next, especially 24 months. I think that's when you start to see a lot of mergers and acquisitions. Who yeah. knows who comes in? But I think there's a 24-month window. And, um, yeah, it's just gone are the days of just betting on games and expecting to obviously build oh, no, your yeah, user yeah. base. It's just crazy how much this industry has just it's changed content, in a yeah. short, short period of time. Yeah, and it's only going to get bigger. Yeah, we've got basketball to watch. Yep, we've yep. got bets to make. Yep, and I'm I've got, very anxious to see the score of the UNC game, even though they were just up twenty. And I've got beer to drink, so we're going to call it at that. Stay out of trouble. Stay <laughs> safe, <laughs> Mr. Dales. Thank you for coming by. Appreciate you, it. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you. Keep up the good work, Jeff. you, sir. Yep. I'll see you uh, probably the next time we do this. Yes, sir.
Thanks for watching. We appreciate you giving this video a thumbs up. And if you can, we appreciate your feedback. So please leave a comment. And if you like what we do, share it on social media, send a link and be sure to subscribe to our channel. And when you subscribe, tap the bell to receive notifications on all videos that we post in the future.